Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope you enjoy this message and we pray that it blesses you. For more information about this podcast or other resources, check out thrivechurch.co.nz. That's cool. That's cool. Hey, we've got um, a wee gift that we just want to put in everyone's hands uh, today as well. It should be reasonably refreshing for this rather hot environment uh, as well. So, yeah, <laughs> Suzuki Swift. It would almost fit on your lap, uh, but not quite. <laughs> so, um, and, and with this, we want to say happy Valentine's Day to you as well. This is the day uh, that we celebrate, you know, love for one another. And we just, you know, we had this actually set up for last week, but it was too cold. But God knew that Valentine's Day was coming. So we're like, we can just roll this into like intentionality. This is good. So I just hope you enjoy uh, that ice block as well. And from Deb to us in this as well, we just want to uh, say as, as like the, the pastors here, we just want to say how much we love you guys, how much we believe in you. Um, you know, there's a part of that we would like to be able to get around and hang out with all of you and to like be a pastor for all of you uh, like in some practical ways as well. But it's just not possible. As our church has grown, we've felt called uh, to focus on leadership and to focus on growing those who will care and, and empowering our team as well. And, and we just want to stay true to the call that we have uh, on, on this house, and that is to love one another, you know, that we would be known as God's disciples because of our love for one another. And we just want to encourage you to refresh each other, to bless each other, and, and to look out for each other as a church, and that you guys are doing so well. Like, we are just excited about what is in store ahead for Thrive. And um, as a leadership team, we're just like, come on, man. God's got some good stuff, some great stuff. And we meet here on Tuesday morning as a staff, and we had our interns with us for the first time on Tuesday, and we, we just celebrated them and we hurry-mied them and all that stuff and we prayed in here and prayed over them and, and it, we're just excited for whoever wants to come on board with the journey that we're going on here at Thrive. And um, last week, uh, you know, at the altar call, we had an altar call at the end of, of church. We want to do this every week. We believe that, that the altar call God is setting up for an encounter uh, the, the, the altar call at the end of the message is a place of encounter or a case of place of blessing. And if you ever feel like the urge to come up the front and be altered by God, I want to encourage you just to leave your fear behind and just go, I don't care what, what anyone's thinking about me. I don't care what if I look stupid or what have you. I don't care if I'm like, I'm, I just want to go and meet with God. And so I want to encourage you today that this, this is a day God has got in his heart for you and he wants to encounter you. Last week, actually, we had Mitch praying for people in healing and and um, Laura, she had a broken toe, a toe, uh, and uh, about eight months ago, and God healed her toe. And at the end of the service, she said it was like 80% better. But she said to, just before, she's like, it just got better and better and better uh, over the week. So go, Jesus. Let's give him a hand. He is our healer. Also, um, a leg was healed from pain last week as well. So, I mean, that doesn't sound like, uh, well, that's not that dramatic. Well, that is for that person. That is incredible. That is like God... And, and a neck, oh, in first service today, a neck was healed. So, man, God is not, he's not just sitting on a cloud in the sky. Uh, he is here. He is with us today, and he wants to just, you know, be a blessing to his kids. Um, I'm going to start the message today with a story about a donkey. Uh, everyone say, oh, <laughs> that's right. We didn't do that first service. That's new material. Um, there was once an old donkey that decided to go somewhere 
uh, deserted to spend its last days. It found a suitable place, laid down, and died after a few days. Yeah, on cue. <laughs> That's still funny. You're so not pastoral. God, <laughs> that's not true. God looked down at the donkey and said, I can't use this donkey. Along came the vultures and foxes, picking off chunks of flesh from the donkey. I haven't finished yet, all right? Don't throw tomatoes at me. This donkey has got a future. It was a sorry sight. God looked down at the donkey and said, I still can't use this donkey. Then the ants and the other critters of the wilderness came and cleaned up what the vultures and the foxes had left behind. The donkey was just a skeleton, but God still couldn't use it. Days and weeks passed. The burning sun scorched the bones of the donkey till they were totally dry and white. God looked down at what was left of the donkey and said, Now I can use the donkey. And then along came Samson with his seven locks dancing in the wind. If you're old, you got that. Uh, the, man, <laughs> the man looked around for a weapon to wield with his enemies and found just an old dried up jawbone of a donkey. And with the seemingly useless and worthless jawbone, he slew a thousand men. Judges 15, 11 to 17, you know, nothing I want to tell you today. I don't know where you're at in your life and whether you feel dried out, worn out, old, useless, left out. I want to tell you today that nothing or no one is wasted in the hands of God. Nothing is wasted. God is preparing you. Do you know He wants to use? He will use everything that you have been through in your life to glorify who He is through who you are. And I want to tell you today, and I want to encourage you today that this is a message about surrendering who you are to Christ and letting His power bring resurrection life into every avenue of uh, your, your, um, your walk, your life, your family, your school, wherever you're at today. God has got a plan. He is setting you up in this season. Holy Spirit, I just thank you that no one came to church by accident today. I just thank you that everyone is here, Lord, because you are calling us, God, to something great something unusual, something incredible out of the box. We thank you that you're doing a new thing in this season, Lord, that it's a season you're calling us to jump and to go and to climb, God. And I just pray today that your word would give birth to new things in our hearts and, and you would be glorified in this place. Amen. Revelation 12. Uh, my message today is called Steps to Victory, Revelation 12, 10 and 11. It says, And then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. Now the, the accuser here, this is the devil, this is Satan. And uh, in the old covenant, he had access to accuse you to accuse your life to your history uh, to accuse you to the Father and say you're not worth being here that you're not invited into the promised land that you're not uh, you're not a part of the promises of God because you have a history you have not got access and I want to tell you that God though he wants to use your history and turn it into his story he wants to invade your life so that he can have a story through your leftovers and and so that 
the accuser here was standing and, and, and saying, you don't, you're not allowed, you don't have an access pass to the kingdom of heaven, uh, but I want to tell you that this is the gospel, this is the good news, because God the Father has done everything for you to give you permission in heavenly places through Christ Jesus to enter into the kingdom of heaven. He has done everything for you, uh, and, and that is in the blood of Jesus Christ. I love this. Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of Christ has come, and that has come into your world today. That has come into your life today in heavenly places. This is the gospel. That is the good news. You've been liberated from accusation, and if you're under uh, accusation or condemnation today, and you're feeling under the thumb, you feel like that you're not good enough, I want to tell you today that this is the day of salvation for you, and He wants to change your perspective of what Christ Jesus has done for you. It's a free gift, and you can enter that, uh, that realm. Christ has cast down the devil. He has disarmed every reason that you were excluded from the Father's heart. Ex- um, accusation has been defeated. The next verse uh, from uh, verse 11, it says uh, that they triumphed over Him. That is the devil, once again, by the blood of the Lamb. And that is Jesus Christ, who was the perfect sacrifice for our life. And, and so triumphed over the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. I want to tell you today that Christ has done his part for each and every one of us. He's removed the devil. He has played his part. But I want to tell you that they, there's a they in the story. They triumphed over him. They had a part to play, to actively. Christ's victory on this planet. The devil was cast out of the heavenly realms, but the devil is talked about as the prince of this world and, and the God of this age and that sort of thing in the Bible. He is still here, prowls around like a, a roaring lion uh, and, and, and looking for those he wants to take out. But I want to tell you that, that he who is in you today is greater than he who is in the world. And, and so Christ wants to use each one of our lives to be activated into the liberation of our society, into the liberation of our high schools, of our families, of of our, um, you know, of, of the workplaces that we are every day. He doesn't want us to just be going through the motions and doing the mundane, but He has got a plan to liberate us and to use you as a liberator. Come on. Every, uh, you know, you think of a mountaineer, eh? And um, I think of a mountaineer, and, and I think of someone who is called to conquer, to triumph over something, uh, something great. And, uh, but you know, every mountaineer uh, would be a fool just to, 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 to try and take on a mountain without any, um, any preparation at all. And, I, and, and, and so the goal of uh, a mountaineer is, is, is to maximize their understanding of the mountain, to minimize their risk of being taken out by the mountain. You know, you can imagine Sir Edmund Hillary. He didn't just uh, rock up to Tibet one day in his jandals and just go like, nah, shall I take on K2 or Mount Everest? Why? Ah, let's just do Everest today. No. Edmund Hillary. He was diligent. He conquered small mountains. He, he went out, and his first mountain actually was one of the um, Kaikouras, the inland uh, Kaikouras, Mount Tabiwainuku, I think it's called. You can see it from Blenheim. And he went out one weekend, and he, and he tackled that mountain. He became familiar, familiar with uh, that environment. And then on to Everest, he, he did heaps of planning, and, and he strategized, and he pulled a team together, and he, and he got the right tools to climb this mountain. And, and no doubt it took years, and he became fit for purpose. 
He became fit for the purpose that he was called to, and his vision was to conquer the mountain. And God is looking for a people who will be ready to go up the mountain that God is calling us to, and he wants to prepare us and get us ready for being fit for purpose. You know, um, I believe one of the first steps to becoming fit for purpose and and climbing a mountain uh, that God is assigning us to is just to simply start caring about the things that God cares about deeply. Just setting our heart aside and saying, God, you know, show me what you care about. I want to I wanna prioritize what you are prioritizing. I want to focus on what you are focusing. I want the perspective that you have of the mountain that you are calling me up. And the writer of uh, Philippians, Paul, he, he had he'd seen something in Christ. He had seen something incredible in the nature of Christ. And he, he so many incredible writings that he had. But one in Philippians 3.10, he says, you know, I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ more. I want to know him. I want to know. Yes, I want to know him. And I want to know the power of his resurrection and the participation of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in death. It doesn't sound like fun, becoming like him in death. And I don't want to die. I don't, I, I'm afraid of losing stuff in my life. But see, Paul had seen something greater. And you see that he wanted to know the power of his resurrection because I want to tell you today that God can only bring resurrection power to something that is dead. And he had seen something in Christ and he's like, I want to take a hold of that for which you've called me to. I want to take a hold of that, and I know that I have to, my pathway is to see what you see. And my pathway, my first step is to surrender my life. I want to lay down my life so that others may be liberated, so that freedom may happen, and I may wind up this mountain with you. See, Paul was a man who became fit for his purpose. He went on to write, Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. Uh, I beat my body and make it a slave. <laughs> So that after I've preached to others, I will not be disqualified for the prize. This guy was fit for purpose. He knew his mountain. He knew where he was called and he wanted to go. He wanted to run with Christ. He wanted to lay his life down. And, and this morning, I just want to, um, uh, I've invited Danny to talk and we're going to just, uh, and I've invited Danny because one, we just want to bless him. He's going over to um, the Philippines in a couple of weeks and, and we just want to honor that call that he, uh, and what he's laid down at this season to go and be a blessing to a community and to a people. And so I've um, invited him to speak for five minutes. But first of all, um, he's gonna, we're going to see just a, a little presentation video, and uh, then Danny's going to come up. So this is going to be good. Sit back and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Danny Steele. Hi, everyone. My name is Rowena Steele. Uh, we are the founders of a Transformer Community. Transformer Community is based in the Philippines in the rural sector and uh, we work with uh, rural schools, uh, working with the teachers and the principals uh, and the students. And uh, what we've done so far is we have identified uh, a community uh, in the, in the uh, Nigris Oriental um, province and a school in Bato. And so we've gone in there and we have uh, built classrooms uh, repaired classrooms, we've set up a multimedia room with computers, computer desks, projectors. Uh, one of the other things that we've done is we have uh, put a well, a water well in, and 
and uh, so that there is fresh water. Now, the water in the community is very toxic. At certain times of the year, it's full of parasites. Uh, we want to run another two wells if we can, uh, and plumbing around the community so that there are uh, taps. People sometimes have to walk maybe two hours or more to get buckets of water to bring them back to their homes. Uh, we want to build new homes uh, for people. You'll see photos come up of uh, the, the living conditions uh, of people that uh, are in this community. And, and some of these people are just forgotten. You know, some of them are uh, mothers that are bringing up children where the husband's gone off to work in another country and has left them. And so they're trying to bring up uh, children by themselves and, and you know, uh, get jobs and feed and clothe and then put their kids through school. My thought on it was that, you know, if just hard work got you rich, these people would be some of the richest people in the world. They work so hard, but they don't have the opportunities that we do in the Western world uh, for employment. And a lot of that is stemmed back to education. There are a lot of people in these rural communities, they just can't read and they can't write. They can't afford the education or the education structure is not there for them. Uh, you know, with uh, the computers to learn computer skills, the, uh, the basic education that they need. You know, people need to be educated, they need to be fed, uh, and, you know, but they need Jesus as well. So we want to look after, you know, all the area, uh, those areas that we can. What we need is we need you. We need you to partner with us. We are committed to this cause. We have, you know, sold our business, sold our home, we've sold our, I sold my boat, sold our vehicles, uh, you know, to where we're living now in a borrowed caravan, uh, in a camping ground, uh, because we are so committed to what we're doing, and God has so touched uh, our hearts uh, for these for these people. This is a project that is much bigger than what uh, Rowena and myself can uh, can accomplish by ourselves. We are we are the founders of uh, Transformer Community. And Transformer Community will uh, expand and it will grow uh, right across the Philippines and probably into other nations of the world as well. But we need your help. At the end of this video clip, uh, you'll see that our bank details will come up. We have trustees. We have uh, accountability for finances. So, uh, you know, we're not... Uh, loose guns with uh, with the money, but uh, we are uh, we are on a mission, and our mission is to reach into these poorer communities, to reach into these rural areas, and see transformation come. And we want to transform a community, one community at a time. And the more people that come on board, the more communities we can transform. Uh, so we want to thank you, thank you so much for. Uh, your generosity, thank you for your generous gift, and thank you for watching this video. So uh, from me and from Rowena, uh, we want to say uh, God bless you and thank you.
going? Good on you. Am I on? Oh, I am. Look at that. I'll set my time. I've got five minutes, you see. So uh, it's good. So uh, I just want to introduce my partner in crime. Come up here, honey. Mate, every... <laughs> here she is. So uh, this is my honey. And uh, so we're the ones on the video. All right. Is this is Rowena. All right. Go, babe. So... <laughs> All right, so I got uh, four minutes and 33 seconds. Okay, here we go. What I want to talk about uh, is um, in uh, the book of Acts, uh, chapter 3 and verse 1, and it's this guy, you know, the crippled guy who's sitting outside the uh, the temple, and, uh, you know, a lot of you will know the story, and every day they would bring him and they would sit him on the ground, and uh, and this guy would beg for money, uh, you know, he'd been born a cripple and all this sort of stuff. So, the 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 the, the men of God, or uh, they walk, were walking past, and this guy was looking for a handout. And so, anyhow, as they're walking past, uh, he cries out to them, and he says, "Give me a handout. Give me some money. I need some money and all this sort of stuff." And you know, the the uh, the disciples they stopped. And this is the interesting part: is that when they stopped, they didn't give him a handout. And you know, it's a bit like these people in the Philippines we're dealing with. They don't want to hand out, they want to hand up. You know, they've had hand, some of them have had handouts for years in some communities. And handouts do not uh, lead people into prosperities. But I'll tell you what, a hand up does. And what happens is with the, this, this guy, he's there and he's saying, you know, he's got his hand out and he's begging for money. And the disciples come up to him and they say, you know, silver and gold uh, I don't have. But what I do have, what I do have is I can give you a hand up. And so they reach out. But you know, one of the things that they said, and you'll have to check out the Scripture for yourself because I've only got a few time. I've got to keep an eye on this thing. So, uh, you know, they said, they said to the, 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 this crippled guy, they said, look at us. You know, once somebody, now this is the interesting fact, once somebody says, uh, you're, you're a beggar on the road and that, and they say, oh, I haven't got any money to give you, immediately you look straight past them and you're looking at the next person coming down the road because they might have what you need. And so they say to this guy, they say, focus on us. And you know what they do? They prophesy over him. They say, focus on the prophetic. Focus on the word that we're going to say. Church, don't be distracted. You know, you've got to focus. If God has given you a word, if God has spoken something into your heart, focus on that thing. Let that thing uh, 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 bring strength to you. Let that bring healing to you. There are so many distractions. This guy was distracted by all the people that were going into the church and, and he was looking for money. He wanted a hand out. And they said, money, gold and silver, I don't have, but what I do have here, have it in the name of Jesus. And they helped him up. And they helped him up. You know, we can sit around on our victim mentality and say, oh, I just want people to help me and feel sorry for me and just give me, give me, give me. But I'll tell you what, the Word of God comes not as a, not to, to, to feed our victim mentality or feed our self-pity or feed our woe is me, I've had a tough life. The Word of God comes into us so that we will stand up. We take authority of our own actions. We take responsibility for the things we do. This guy stood up 
and the Word of God set him free. And the Word of God that was spoken, that prophetic Word, he rose up into it and he started leaping and dancing and he was free. And he had a testimony. He had a testimony. And even when he, like they went into the, uh, into the um, temple, and the disciples started preaching, and you know everybody knew that this guy was had been a broken mess on the footpath. Everybody knew that his life had been uh, horrible, and everybody knew that he was a no hope. Everybody knew that you know he needed healing, and everybody knew that he was the man that was always looking for the handout. And when they saw his enthusiasm, and he was jumping and leaping because he had responded to the word of God, people came. And people were excited. But then there was opposition. And the opposition rose and rose and rose. And they tried to drag the disciples away. But that day, because of that man's testimony, towards that man's obedience to God, 5,000 people were saved. That's 5,000 men. That, you know, there's probably 10,000 all up by the time you chuck the woman and kids in there. But 5,000 men were saved that day because of one guy who was a beggar, always looking for a handout, always feeling sorry for himself, who stood up because the Word of God was spoken to him. Church, obey. Obey your word. If you've had prophetic words, don't be distracted by everything that's going on around you. If you've had prophetic words over your life, you know, chase it. Go for it. Hear that? (laughs) That's my alarm saying you've run out of time. (laughs) I want to encourage you. Take the word of God. Take what he's spoken to you. You know, if you haven't got it, I don't know how you turn that thing off. There you go. If you haven't got a prophetic word, you know, the, a, a great time is at the altar calls. Respond. Get a word. What's God saying to you? God doesn't want you to stay in victim. He doesn't want you to be the person that's always begging for the handout. He wants you to be the person that is standing up, walking in victory, fulfilling your life. Fulfilling your life. The best way to get fulfillment for your life is do what God says to do. Do what God says to do. All right. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Awesome. What a great word, eh? Danny, we just want to honour you and Rowena, and we prayed for these guys in the first service as well. Um, if you don't know Danny, Danny pastored for years down south and planted many churches, and um, he's a... Um, down at Gateway, been at Gateway for the last year or so, and we just want to celebrate you guys and just bless you. And after the uh, service today, they're going to be out the back with a table there and some brochures uh, with some more information about the mission that they're going on and called to. And come on, go be the light, go be the light. You know, we're called to be a light on a hill, eh? And a city, a city on a hill and a lamp on a stand, and we're going to shine. So, um, hey, I just want to get, cut back to uh, Revelation twelve eleven just to wrap uh, this up this morning. And, and it says here that they, uh, that they triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to sh- uh, shrink from death. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. This statement refers to this mystery they. It doesn't say who the they was in the Scripture, 
But Revelation, it, it was written because God wanted to show us that, that as His children, He is setting us free to be all that we can be in the victorious Jesus Christ. And, 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 and that our lives aren't going to be defined by the devil, what he says and what he holds against us any longer. But there's this they that is included here. Because, you know, as a church, we're not called uh, to do anything but be a part of His story. We're not called to be a half-baked, lukewarm bunch of leftovers, but uh, we're called to be a people who are white hot, carrying victory in our hearts for His name and His cause on our lives. And I want to propose to you today, could we be this they? Could we be the they? that triumphed over Him with the blood of the Lamb, with the word of their testimony, and not loving their lives until the death. This, this they said, I want to surrender. I want to not only take what Christ has done for me, I don't only want to speak out the good things that He's doing for me, but I want to turn away from my life and, and from those things that are calling me and distracting me from following Christ. And it, it's not fun to die, as I, as I said earlier, but I want to propose to you that, that perhaps the greatest victory that is ahead for you in your life may be, may be found in the toughest place of your surrender. Your greatest victory could be found in the toughest place of your surrender. You know, anything that is of high value has a high cost associated with it. But I know that it may, it may hurt to let something go. It may hurt to go the other way. It may Something may feel like it's dying in you. But today, I want to tell you that that's where you're going to find resurrection power. And in the mighty name of Jesus, you're going to rise up on your feet and you are going to soar like wings, uh, on, soar on wings like eagles. Because when you surrender to Christ, you have an encounter with resurrection power. God can only resurrect something that is dead, that is laid down. And I want to tell you today, just simply to get ready for His resurrection power as you lay your life down. Only the grace of God can turn a mess into a message, a test into a testimony, a trial into a triumph, a victim into a victim, a victor. <laughs> See where I was going there? A victim into a victor. A donkey's jawbone into a mighty weapon. I just want to ask the band to come up today. You know, his Valentine's Day gift to us is that God so loved the world, so loved you guys, so loved you guys, you guys, that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him would not die but have everlasting life. And I want to ask you to, to surrender your life back to him today. He said, I love you. Will you say, I love him? Will you say, I love you back in the way that you turn to him and give him your full uh, devotion, your full, uh, your full life, your, your, the call, the years that you have left, uh, everything that you have. I want to call you in to giving Christ everything you have, everything that you are, because that's where your greatest victory is going to be found. In Romans 12, it says this, Paul says this, offer your body, therefore offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to Him. This is what true worship looks like. This morning, let's just stand as a church.
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We just wait on you. Just wait on the Holy Spirit here in this moment. We're going to have uh, Jared and Jack and Danny, if you'd like, to come up the front just to pray and prophesy over you this morning. This is a place of encounter. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your amazing grace that you call us into a life of no regrets to to go and do incredible, crazy, great things in your name. And this morning, if you have not surrendered your life to Christ, if you're wondering about whether you're saved and you're feeling like you're under accusation and condemnation, I want to I invite you up to the front today to receive salvation, to receive freedom in the name of Jesus. Salvation is found in no other name but the name of Jesus. If you're sitting here this morning and you're like, maybe your heart's beating, you're like, you have no assurance of if you died today, whether you go to heaven, I want to invite you up the front today to meet an incredible God. Today, if you're here and you just want to surrender, you just want to surrender where you're at, maybe you feel like a, a dead donkey. Maybe you've got this list of this to-do list that's like, 10 pages long and you're like man I just know I need to give that to God today maybe it's like the world has been crowding out your vision and you're like I just want to get true to who God's called me to be today I want to invite you up the front right now if you are any one of those I want to invite you up to respond to him this morning he is here to meet you in power in resurrection power and call you into being everything that you are called to be Thanks for listening. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz.